2: Hello, I'm Gavin Emmett and welcome to the BT Sport MotoGP podcast. We're here following the sixth round of the championship at Mugello and here is how the race was won.
3: This is the last lap of the Italian Grand Prix. Here, we here he comes back, stuffed it underneath Marc Marquez. Now Marquez at one more place Ooh. and Marquez cuts it back through the chicane. Delicious. Absolutely elbows out. I asked for that and we're getting it. Here comes Lorenzo. That's it. Now Jorge Lorenzo is done and dusted, surely. We're into the last corner. Mark Marquez has climbed a mountain in Mugello. Never underestimate the power of determination. He's Honda's hero in Ducati's backyard. Will it be? No, it's not. It's Lorenzo who does it. What an incredible finish. And what an incredible finish. Iannone gets third. It is Jorge Lorenzo. Lorenzo wins the
2: Italian Grand Prix. Coming up, the views of Colin Edwards, Neil Hodgson and all the protagonists
4: from race day in Italy. But first, what did Keith Ewan and Julian Ryder make of the race? Jules, I don't know about you, but I'm absolutely knackered.
5: I'm shattered, Keith. I am a stretcher case. Get a relay for me, quick.
4: Fantastic. Well, we won't get out of here for a while, so we might as well have a bit of a chat about this. Indeed. I mean, I have to say, MotoGP had it all this weekend, didn't it? Valentino Rossi on pole position. He fought back over what was looking like it was going to be an awful qualifying to get a pole.
5: And, what, two poles, Valentino, in
4: the season already? That's almost unheard of. He's just changed his entire strategy, Completely. Hasn't he? he? made it work because he knows that he cannot let anybody away. And, of course, then we have the drama of warm-up on Sunday. I mean, it's over 100,000 people cramming through a little tiny lane to get in here. That's bad <laughs> enough. We left at, what, 6 o'clock in the morning and yep. still got stuck in traffic trying to get in here. Um, everybody I'm sure um, they say 100,000 people are here Julian I'm convinced I haven't counted them of course but I'm convinced that there's more than that here uh, well, yeah. and it could have been Valentino it, that's brought them in it,
5: of course it could Keith I'm just uh, I just have to put on record my gratitude to Mr Hewan for not whinging about my driving too much
4: <laughs> <laughs> now I know why you whinge so much at mine because <laughs> I, I cut it a bit finer I, than you I, I'll remember
5: to repay the compliment next time
4: um yeah, the conversation in the car really was about whether Valentino yeah. could make it work. And uh, and then we got for warm-up, and we saw for the first time in a while an exploded M1 motor, you know, smoke and flames coming out the bottom of Lorenzo's bike. And, uh, you know, it's such a rare occurrence, isn't it? And you wondered at that point whether off the second row Lorenzo was going to be able to make anything of this. Yeah, weekend.
5: Lorenzo having
4: been, by his standards, invisible in qualifying. But? Then in the race, <laughs> as he paced Lorenzo, Valentino looked to me. When he's that close, he's threatening. You know he's going to have a go. He's, he's got the quality, the yes. class to make a move on Lorenzo. And then it's a second M1 that's gone pop. Unbelievable. This
5: time Valentino's. Have you
4: ever known anything like it?
5: No, I, I, I'm struggling to bring to mind anything.
4: Top man from Yamaha here, like and um, I oh. bet he's on the phone.
5: I bet he's, uh, there's a few doors closed and a few... Uh, Meeting's taking place. I mean, he he did get to see
4: a win. So he'll have been happy with that. Consolation to some extent, I've got to say, but not what Yamaha would have liked. Not two motors blowing at the same time. There'll be an inquest of that. I wonder if it was a a rogue part that, of course, during the race brought into question whether Lorenzo's bike was going to actually finish.
5: I I agree completely. You're, You're absolutely right. There's one thing that Japanese corporations
4: hate. It's seeing their
5: products go wrong in public.
4: But again, Mark Marquez... I mean, Lorenzo had that metronomic pace, uh, l- looking even to have to draw on his 250cc days yes. to beat Marquez in the end. It was brilliant the way, way he worked it out. But Marquez making that, what is relatively slow by Honda's standards, bike in a straight line, awful handling, and somehow the kids still took it to Lorenzo, managed to make Lorenzo work incredibly hard to take the win.
5: And he said, At the end there, I took risks for the win and he was not telling lies, was he?
4: Even Jorge, though, in the interview afterwards said that he he, he thought he'd lost it, basically. He didn't believe that he was going to be able to get it back. uh,
5: The the pass he made at uh, the the last load beyond Detti, wasn't it? And Jorge said, my pass was a crazy move.
4: That he remembers... He practised back in his 250cc yeah. days. That's how long ago he had Against a draw Alex on the, the memory bank. Yeah, that yep. would have been a tough one to have made, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Quite. But for me, I've I got to say, Jules, I just think that there's been such a lot of lessons yeah. for kids to learn here today. We've seen yeah. Fabio Di Antonio the, the, the performance of that kid. I mean, we're all going to be practising his name from now on, aren't we? We've Gian- got to. And Antonio there's an extra syllable
5: in there you, you don't Antonio. expect
4: you've got to split two words into, into one Gian Antonio I'll tell you what his English is better than our Italian uh, complete with braces across his teeth to pretty him up a little as yeah. well he's only 17 years old I mean he, won- he didn't only just get his first points of the series on the middle of the podium second place Unbelievable! Binder can't seem to stop winning now. No, but, but Gian but Antonio was the man for me.
5: Rode beautifully. When you said it right from the start
4: of Motor Three, I hope this kid gets his just desserts today. He's been good all weekend, but um, it was a fantastic thing. But when you're looking across at what the likes of the Moto G- top Motor GP guys are having to draw from, where they're getting all this from at the moment, I mean. It's bringing on kids. They're seeing, you know, people like Lorenzo talking, he's going back to his 250 days to draw on experiences from them. Valentino Rossi, who's tied it up even his qualifying when he couldn't qualify to save his life in the the past. You've just got Mark Marquez, who's riding around an awful Honda at the minute. You've just got such quality acts across the entire field. And interestingly, Valentino Rossi's
5: students, his employees in the VR46 organisation, all over the front row of Moto2 and Moto3, and uh, all over the, well, not all over the rostrum, Moto 3, they got done in by young Fabio, but Lorenzo Baldassare, a VR46 man, yeah, on been, the rostrum.
4: Been a pretty special weekend so far. Oh. Moto 2, of course, we had a bit of an interlude between the Moto 3 <laughs> and Moto GP races with the Moto 2. Um, Sam Lowe's on pole, great pole, looked like he got the pace. But basically, run out of tyres. When yes. uh, in the end, Zavieri's bike speared a, 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 an air fence, and of course, they had the f- red flag it just so they could repair the air fence, put a new one in there, which they did brilliantly well. But unfortunately, officialdom didn't do brilliantly well. The um, the fast start procedure, did they? With the one minute, uh, you get the one minute buzzer in pit lane. All the bikes have to be out of pit lane within a minute and round for their sighting lap, and of course. Loads of them, including Cito Pons, a veteran like Cito Pons is both his and bikes. And
5: Taddy bikes.
4: Another, you know, brilliant rider, Taddy Okada managing a team. So you've got two great riders managing teams and they can't get out on time. Caused an immense amount of consternation. to be fair, wasn't
5: Urtah's doing. That was the teams not um, reading the rules. Rules
4: have been written. It had been there all along, although it was the first time that uh, they'd had to implement it, in my memory anyway. And, uh, of course, became a bit of a problem. And Alex Rins, the guy Uh, who leads the World Championship coming into this, goes to the back. But from a Brit perspective, Sam Lowe's have been... All through free practice, all through qualifying on the hard Dunlop option and set his bike up for that. Sam's a sensitive man. He likes what he likes. Couldn't run, couldn't dare not put a soft in for the 10-lap race, as it turned out. Should have been, what, 21 laps. It ended up being a 10-lap sprint. Johan Zarko, on the other hand, he'd been running soft all week, had a spare, went out on a new tyre. And did the business. It's just not fair, is it? (laughs)
5: If you're French, it is. If you're British, it certainly isn't. That is uh, the case. But Sam still, I'll maintain my glass-half-full attitude. I've been trying to cultivate this weekend. You've done very well. Sam retook the lead of the championship. It was a seven-point swing in the championship from Rins
4: to Sam. Now, you can't argue with that. No, you really can't. Rins, of course, started on the back row. He is one of Seto Pons' men, and uh, that's why Seto Pons was going so nuts in the first place down in Pit lane. I don't think we've heard the last of that. I think there's going to be um, some rewrites regarding that um, fast start procedure rule. Of course, that brought then MotoGP into a situation where they then had the 15-minute start procedure <laughs> yes. to line up, because TV the medium, times...
5: The medium, intermediate yeah. level...
4: And we know what you're like with intermediates. We do, Gabe. <laughs> Team, uh, teams, of course, having to work to get their bikes out there on time because you know the media around the world, television times around the world, um, were, were, were waiting with bated breath for Valentino Rossi to roll up on pole position, not to mention the hundred-odd thousand fans that were uh, <laughs> were sitting. So, and, of course, it's cooking out there as well. It's red hot. It's the hottest day of the weekend so far. By a long way. OK, then, mate. Mugello, best one of the year so far. Oh, of course. Who's your man of the match? Ooh, the fact that you had to think about it means how good it is. Yeah, exactly. In every class, Keith. Yeah, out of every class. Out of
5: every every class. I'm going to say the bloke you picked right at the start of the programme, Gian
4: Antonio. Great. Me too. I think that um, I'm disappointed with what happened to Ian One. I'm really pleased to see Marc Marquez take it to Lorenzo, give it to him. I'm really disappointed about Valentino Rossi. But I've got to say, 17-year-olds, never scored a point before, a complete rookie.
5: An Italian at his first Italian Grand Prix. He'll never forget it. And what a nice kid.
2: our three race winners today of course in MotoGP after an epic battle with his rival Marc Marquez, Jorge Lorenzo's Third victory of the season means he extends his championship lead. In Moto2, we had a shortened race uh, because of a problem with one of the airbags. Joan Zarco takes his second win of the year and uh, he gets himself back in of contention. And in Moto3, an absolutely brilliant race. Brilliant performance as well by Brad Binder. Third win in a row, taking him to a 49 point lead in the championship. The atmosphere here is unbelievable. We say it every single year, but they are pouring onto the track a new record for spectators at Magello, believe it or not. 100,000 fans pack their way in. I think about 50,000 have already made their way down onto this front straight now. We haven't seen a crowd like this since Valentino Rossi was last on pole here in 2008. But Colin, it wasn't to be for Valentino Rossi today, but that beside, because that deflated the atmosphere, we've had some great racing.
6: Uh, It's been awesome. It's been a great day. And don't ask me what happened to the Yamaha. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd have had your feelers out already.
2: We pretty much know it was an engine problem though. Definitely. uh, But judging by the smoke, they can't blame that one on electronics. (laughs) That that yellow smoke's going up now for all these flares that are going (laughs) off underneath us now. But uh, uh, we've got to I think the MotoGP race, a lot of it was decided by the start. Uh, At the front we look at Jorge Lorenzo on the second row of the grid. He's in fifth. He makes an absolutely incredible launch. Typical
6: Jorge, he's unbelievable on the start. I mean, he rolls into turn one, he's in the lead from the second row, but this is what he does. Valentino, obviously, eight We practice talked starts. about in practicing his yep. starts. Got a good
2: start, second. It was a good start for both the Yamahas. And Andrea Iannone at the same time was slipping back down through the order. A crash there as well, Jack Miller and Alvaro Baltista. Thankfully, they're both okay, but more disaster for the Mark VDS team, with Tita Rabat, who missed the race here this weekend with a fractured
6: collarbone yeah and jack obviously he's not a hundred percent still he's still kind of nursing that injury and uh yeah the vds team they're struggling
2: the that's moment. that start was crucial for you noni as well though wasn't it because you felt with his pace in that second half of the race he could well have been there he had a great pace it just it, he said it you know like it
6: popped you know did a little wheelie and then lost all your momentum Next how's that feeling you know, talking about it slipping um you know sometimes these things if they grip that we, we call it a pop, it's a like pow, you know, and it wants to lift the front wheel up, but most of the time it'll just slip and it's nice and easy up, but something went wrong.
2: Valentino, of course, was then tucked in behind Jorge, wasn't he, at the front of the race, and he looked as though he was just biding his time, he, you know, he was there, there or thereabouts, and he did get through. He looked comfortable,
6: you know, I think the first lap or second lap, he dove up the inside, went a little bit wide, um, and then it looked like he was just hanging out, you know, okay, let's just run this pace, uh, we'll pull away from everybody, and
2: and then unfortunately uh, for Valentino, it all went wrong for him. Valentino Rossi's engine expired on him. Something went wrong and uh, he slowed.
6: He wasn't sure about it still to this point, obviously. He, he looked behind him, he didn't see any smoke before this, but here it starts pouring out. Oh, that must have felt awful, for,
2: not just for him, but for the whole team as well. We've been building it up so much, it was such a special occasion to see him on pole here in Magello. In
6: Magella, all the fans, I mean, look at all the yellow. I should have been his merchandise guy. I should have quit racing a long time ago and just say, I'll be your merchandise guy.
2: <laughs> that conversation never happened. I bet it <laughs> did happen at one point, and he said, no, no, he's too smart. He said, I'll keep this one in-house, exactly. don't worry about
6: it. Exactly.
2: Yeah, but unfortunately, that was the end uh, for Valentino Rossi we still actually got a fair race going on though didn't we at the front Marquez starting to close in on Lorenzo and the Ducati's were involved in their own fight as well I was worried we're going to see something like Argentina again yeah I didn't really
6: understand it because at one point the Vizioso was doing 49s uh, and he went backwards Iannone kept his 48-1 48-2 pace got up to him then Dobby decided he wanted to race with him again. So I didn't, I, I'm not sure how all that went down.
2: I'd heard there'd been a bit of a decree actually at the Catty as well, when one got past the other after what happened in Argentina, they were supposed to be waiting a lap to get past each other. And then Dobby <laughs> did have a go, didn't he? On uh, the next lap, uh, he had to go the lap after that again. And this is when Danny Pedrosa was starting to close in as well. Yeah, yeah, here you see Doby overshoots here. Uh, I think it's... He, he, if he'd have kept going, he'd have collected, you know. Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Pedrosa
6: gets up underneath and Pedrosa, same thing, a mid race to the end, hard charging, lap times were unbelievable. It's almost like it just took everybody that
2: eight or nine laps to get rolling. So Dani Pedrosa looked a lot better on the Honda. Yes, too far away from the, the victory here today. But Marc Marquez has shown he can put that Honda where we're not expecting it. He was saying before the race, a podium was a good result. That was
6: a weird thing. He, he w- wasn't that confident. And then here... he this made is a the last lap. Last lap, he made a couple of lunges. Jorge went back up under him. Jorge was trying to protect the line. Marquez wasn't expecting it.
2: Here, I'm thinking Marquez has got it. You know, it looks like Lorenzo's messed up the start of Pacino, but his exit speed... Now, is this where we're seeing a problem of the Honda?
6: Well, I think in the reality... Marquez is having to squeeze every single centimetre, you know? I mean, he can't just sit back, relax, and rely on the acceleration. So he's trying to squeeze it super early, super hard, maybe made it, spun it up a little bit, but Jorge went
2: right by him. That's as good a battle we've seen, isn't it, it in MotoGP for quite a while, I have to say. Uh, and Jorge Lorenzo coming out on top by just a small margin in the end. He's, he's looking. We're going into places place like Catalonia now, where he, we know he's going to be strong there as well. The good thing, I suppose, though, is that Mark Marquez is going to be able to battle him. Let's have a look at confirmation of the results and the gap between uh, Jorge Lorenzo and Mark Marquez. Look at that. thousandths of a second. That's tight. That's pretty tight. Andrea Noni there confirmed just ahead, two tenths ahead of Dani Pedrosa across the line. And then Andrea Dovizioso in fifth place. Bradley Smith, top right, in seventh place, just behind Maverick Vinales. Danilo Petrucci, a brave ride from him. Head of Alacia Spargro. Michele Pirro bringing up 10th uh, place as well and I will confirm that Eugene Laverty also scored points today right as the smoke fills the air around here in Magello. They weren't too happy about our race winner but Neil Hodgson managed to catch up with him. He's with Jorge Lorenzo.
7: Well Jorge what do you say about that? We've been waiting for a proper race. That was a proper last lap wasn't it? At one point I thought you'd lost it and then you made a mistake into Scarpa and you were back on and then what happened after that was crazy. Tell us about it. Well, very difficult race because the track with these conditions, with these cold conditions, has
8: been not very, very grippy. So the pace has been not very fast. And I, I push 100% all the race. So I lose a lot of energy. Maybe Marquez behind half a little more energy to attack at the end. Uh, so when he passed me in the, in the last lap, I thought, OK, maybe I have to, uh, to, save, uh, to save the points and finish second place. But then I remember in this last chicane, 2005 in 250 when I overtook the uh, Angelis for the second place in this in this year, so I thought okay, maybe I can do the same, so I tried a crazy move, it uh, was okay, but then Marquez overtook me again. In the last lap I tried in the inside, but uh, Marquez closed very well the door, so the only chance was the straight, but I, I thought, Jorge, you lose the race, but uh, my bike was very, very fast, I was recovering meters so quickly, so finally I win the race unexpectedly, no?
2: Sounds like even he was surprised, wasn't he, about the Yamaha uh, being able to squeeze past the Honda down the straights. Not very often we talk about the Yamaha being the one that's got the acceleration. No, absolutely not. Those two, uh, you you'd say, two Spanish riders now have got to be the ones we're talking about battling for the championship because after Valentino Rossi's uh, blow-up today... Is that his title, falling by the wayside? I know it's early days. We're only a third of the way through the championship.
6: Yeah, but when you're racing against Marquez and Lorenzo, you know what these guys can do. and They're, they're not going to go throw it down the road three or four races in a row, and uh, it's going to be tough for Valentino from this point out.
2: Let's get back to Hodgie. He's with Mar- Marquez, the man who finished in second place today.
7: Well, Mark, I think that's fair to say. That looked like the limit from where I was standing. That last lap was unbelievable. It looked like you'd done it absolutely perfect. Probably the small mistake in Descarporea, maybe a bit too quick. Lorenzo closed the gap back, and then that, them last few corners. Tell us what it felt like.
8: Yeah, uh, I think uh, I, I did a, a great race. I did a, a really good uh, race. The uh, main target was the podium. But then, when I saw that uh, Valentino had the problems, when I saw that I was able to follow Lorenzo in the limit, but I was able to be there, I say, OK, I will try. Don't forget the championship. Uh, market style comes. And, and then I try my 100%. I take a lot of risk, risk today because I see that the victory was there. But, uh, you know, I did a, a really good uh, last lap, tried to close the, the, the corners, tried to, to be smooth. But uh, on the straight, uh, you know, I already expect that maybe Jorge will be able to overtake me before the finish line and was like this.
7: And I'm um, sure you didn't expect the overtaking from Jorge in the place he did it. It was, uh, you know, a different place to overtaking the Biondetti sort of ch- chicane. Was that a surprise? Yeah, it was a surprise
8: because, uh, you know, I prepared a lot the, 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 the corner. Because I didn't expect that he will overtake me there. But uh, he overtake me, but he go white and then I cut the, the corp inside. Uh, and I did a, a great uh, last, uh, last chicken. But uh, yeah, uh, in the end, uh, the last corner, I tried to close, I tried to go white again for come back with a great speed, but it uh, was not enough for, for win the race.
2: So, just not enough for Mark Marquez, and this is how it looks in the championship for him. He's in uh, second place still, but now 10 points behind Jorge Lorenzo. Valentino Rossi stays on 78, and uh, the positions there behind, pretty similar with those seven Spaniards in the top eight positions. Eugene Laverty still stays in the top 10. He scored yet another point scoring finish here this weekend. He's just dropped behind Andrea Iñoni, of course, who finished on the podium. And uh, we are now joined, so grateful to be joined, by Andrea you Vizioso, his uh, teammate, of course. And, and you were there, you fought back, didn't you, Andrea? And it just wasn't to be towards the end of the race. It looked a lot harder as the race got on because you closed in such a big gap.
9: Yes, overall, uh, we have to be happy because we started in a fifth row, so it was a disaster, but... Uh, I did a really great start and a great uh, uh, the first five, five laps. Yeah. I was uh, close to the to the lead, uh, but unfortunately I pushed too much and I have arm pump and I couldn't uh, push from the middle of the race. So it was really bad because I had the position, I had the mm. podium there, I had the speed there and I had to slow down and the arm pump uh, is uh, really bad, especially with MotoGP and in Mugello because there is a a lot of change direction and the grip uh, drop a lot so it's very difficult to manage everything
2: is that something you've had before we are yeah, just watching the battle obviously yourself here just uh, when you were battling so hard with uh you know no? yes unfortunately
9: yes it's a long time i have this problem but sometimes uh, come out uh, very big like today sometimes it's very small but it's always related how smooth you are on the bike and we have the speed but we are not uh, confident on the bike
6: there any difference from the Bridgestone to the Michelin with the arm pump? Is any better or worse? Uh, this is
9: still strange because sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. Uh, for example, uh, in Mugello it's worse. Yeah. Uh, in Qatar it was a little bit better, but uh, like I say, it's more related how fast you are And how
2: smooth you're riding. Did did, did your neck, the neck problems you've had all weekend, is that affecting the way maybe you're sitting on the bike, your position? Uh, Not today.
9: Fortunately, Clinica Mobile and my physiotherapy... Work um, in a right way, and uh, I didn't have any problem in the race. But what 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 is the neck problem then? Is it muscular? I'm uh, become I'm old. <laughs> old, <laughs> I'm see? Old. You can't say that next
2: to myself, Colin. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry.
9: I'm thirty years old. And, uh, no, like, uh, I'm joking. I am, uh, in two thousand and five, I crashed in Barcelona. I went to the hall, and I had a small problem in the neck, and sometimes come out this. Uh, problem uh, i i don't know how to explain in english but uh, when i have that lock uh, i can't put my head uh, hand uh, on the back and this position on the yeah. bike so yeah. it's really bad especially with the power we have
6: yeah so we know what 13 to qualified yesterday so- what did you change overnight? There's something you found overnight, because your pace in the beginning was same as the leaders.
9: No, but the reality is uh, we improved the bike in free practice four, before the qualifying. Okay. And uh, I had uh, the four uh, lap time in the, quali- in the free practice four. And is the the moment where you can see the pace for the race. Yeah. And in, the Q1 was too fast for everybody. Because okay. with my lap time, I was uh, able to to start six in the Q2. So it was a strange Q1. Yeah, it I was. For uh, 49 uh, millisecond, uh, I, was, I wasn't I was able to, to go in Q2, but my speed was there. Okay. So I knew I had the speed to, to stay on front. And also this morning in the warm-up, I did really a great uh, lap time. Uh, but uh, the problem in the race was our pump. I'm very, very sorry to the team because uh, we're struggling. At uh, the beginning I, and Friday because um, I had the problem on the neck, uh, so we missed some practice, but uh, we did a really good job.
6: Have you done the, uh, the arm pump surgery? Yeah, I cut it already. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Still?
9: Yeah, I had the first time I, have, I had a problem in uh, 250 when I swapped from 125 to 250, but for for the same reason. Yeah. Uh, you change the class, you are not smooth. You are not smooth to how to ride, and come out the problem. Uh, but pay now is a little bit different because. Uh, Every year, so we have more power, more yeah. power,
2: more power. <laughs> All more the time. Yeah. We
9: have a lot of We can see the power. Of, a <laughs> lot of
2: spin. So it's not easy. Andrea, we thank you so much for coming to join us after fifth place. Dre, great effort. We know you've been through some physical problems this weekend, so we do appreciate it. Thank, thank you very much. much. Thank you. Thanks to Andrea as well. And now I think we can go and join his teammate, thank Andrea Yannoni, because he's with Neil Hodgson.
7: Andrea, how frustrating is that? Your race pace was fantastic, you know, from the midpoint to the end of the race, you were the fastest man on the track. Tell us about that start and tell us how frustrated you are.
10: Yes, yes, yes. I'm very fast. Unfortunately, my start was very bad. (sighs) So, I'm not happy about this because uh, from the first race, uh, I have this problem and uh, I don't understand why. And... uh, I'm not very really happy because uh, in general in all my career my point of uh, of the uh, my, my strong point is uh, is uh, the start and uh, so but uh, today is very a bad start but uh, in the other way I have a very good pace uh, and consistent pace and I push very very hard from the beginning for recovery the gap and uh, so in the middle of the race I think uh, I possible recovery the gap uh, uh, then Orge and Mark, but uh, I hope Andrea. So, when I stay in front, not try to pass me a lot of time, no, because it's very important the time. Uh, but no, Andrea, when I arrive in front, uh, <laughs> try your best and uh, push uh, very strong uh, in the breaking point and pass me. And uh, so, i not possible ride uh, with my style, uh, but so in the last. Uh, I push very fast, and uh, I put the new circuit record on the track, on the race, and this is very, very important.
2: This is the best of the action from Moto3. Last corner, then. We're going to be striking oh. for the line. Oh, now the
3: Haskell-Balke of Canet. has gone out. And the 44, as we cut back to the leader, it's going to be Binder. Surely, is he going to make it to the line? Quattararo's going to be second. A brilliant Brad Binder wins the Moto3 race here in Mugello.
2: Yeah, what a ride that was from Brad Binder there. Absolutely superb. To just judge it perfect, uh, to perfection coming out of that final corner and take his third victory in a row. And in terms of the championship now, that extends his lead. It was 24 points before this weekend, and now it stands at 49 points. So, in Moto2, moving on to uh, Moto2 after that uh, Moto3 interlude, Johan Zarco took the race victory today ahead of Lorenzo Baldassari. Sam Lowe's in third place. We're hopefully going to be speaking to him in a couple of minutes' times, and then uh, Tom Lutie was in fourth place. Happy Shireen taking fifth in the end with those five, really, who were battling out for the podium positions. Axel Pons uh, did a really good race, actually, didn't he, in that second part to finish sixth. Alex Rins lost the championship lead by finishing in seventh. A big mess-up, I would say, by virtue of his team. This is what happened earlier on in Moto2. It's going
3: to be Zarco, surely, if he pulls it down to the last apex here. Johann Zarco is surely going to win this Moto2 race. Lorenzo Baldessari was valiant in second place, but it's Sam Lowe's. Does he make it to the line in third? There's your winners. Sam Lowe's yes, gets third place from Thomas Lüti and Nappy Stryer in.
2: Perhaps a win that Aki Ayo and Joan Zarco, his rider, wouldn't have expected today. They didn't look to be informed to battle for that podium, but they did take the victory. However, it was a good recovery from our very own Sam Lowe's to take the podium position and reclaim the lead in the championship. And we are glad to be joined by Sam and his teammate from Moto3, Fabio Di Gian Antonio, who scored his first podium. Congratulations yeah. to the pair of you today. Thanks a lot. But we'll start with Sam, first of all. Uh, you were watching that. I saw you looking intently about everything that was going on there. You had a big smile on your face. <laughs> were, they, were they gritted teeth? Because it was a, a really good chance of a victory in that first part until the, uh, the airbag went at, at Turn yeah. 13.
11: You know, for me, the, when a day goes like that, I'm happy to get some points and, and, and get another podium. In the past, maybe I'd have made a mistake in that race. Um, but I felt so good in the first part. I really did feel in a good position. And uh, For me, the 21 laps is what I've worked for all weekend. And uh, I just got caught out with a turn up at the end.
2: Talk to us about the tyre situation then, when that happened. In fact, talk to us about what was going on uh, in the middle part of that race. Did you have any clue? Because your team seemed to get it right. They knew about the quick restart. Other teams didn't. Is it frustrating that the teams that perhaps messed up have have cost you a chance there of winning the race?
11: You know, it's it's, it's frustrating, but that's racing. And, uh, you know, other people missed out worse than me so uh, I've still got to be positive and uh, it was a very strange situation to be honest.
2: Yeah, hard to communicate as well between yourselves. What was the situation with your tyres?
11: I didn't, I had the same tyre for both starts and on the harder one. I'd worked all weekend to to race the hard tyre and I qualified on it and it meant I didn't work that much on the soft so I couldn't, I didn't want to risk it for the race and uh, for for the shorter race. Uh, I think Baldasari actually did use a hard one as well, but he had a new one, and I was on an old one, and I just, yeah, I was just struggling for pace, to be honest. I'm thinking uh, this game,
6: okay, there's a little bit of luck involved, but Zarco today definitely got lucky with the win. Uh, he was the only guy that started the race, the soft tire, the long race. Yeah. He obviously had a new one, went out, and just hard to hold pace when you got a hard tire that's already got... six, seven laps on it.
11: I was thinking that, you know, obviously it was only ten laps, I think if it had been 15 laps, I could have maybe caught up a little bit more but, yeah, they they had more pace than me, I was struggling to stay there and uh, when I saw a few laps to go, I thought, best get my finger out to get it on the podium and, uh, yeah, it went, it didn't go in a good way and I'm happy to get the points.
2: Hey, did you watch Moto3 beforehand?
11: Yeah, I was revved up, I thought, well, (laughs) he's gone and put it on second, I'm going to have to try and win, but it's uh, no, fair play to Fabio, he rode amazing and it's uh, really nice to see.
2: Yeah, congratulations Fabio, you know what, your name, Fabio Di Gian Antonio, for an Englishman, it's not uh, too easy DG to say. But, uh, it's DG. really difficult. So, uh, from no. now on, you're FDG. If that's worked, that, works, does that yeah, work? Is that yeah, DJ. Just DJ. DJ's even hard. We go for D G even. DJ. Okay, okay. Okay, we work for that one. But, congratulations, your first podium. Lot. What about getting your first points and first podium in Machado? Yeah. What about that?
0: No, it's, uh, it's beautiful. It's, it's incredible. I worked a lot for this result. And then with uh, my team, with uh, Sam, that
2: give uh, give me a lot of advices. Don't take his advice. <laughs> 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 okay, maybe turn of the riding, right that's okay. <laughs> He's but the number one. You work closely, don't you? Actually, as a whole team, you work all together.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We work all together because uh, when uh, he finished the the practice, I go to his box. Uh, we we talk a lot uh, with. It's, a, it's beautiful. It's, it's a good uh, good team.
2: Um, you were a Red Bull rookie, weren't you? runner-up in the championship last year. So, second. Second in the championship, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately so. But have you had experience uh, from Mugello, from rookies, from the Italian championship as well?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here in Mugello, I, I did uh, a lot of races. So I arrived here. That uh, I know the, street, the circuit. I love this circuit. It's my favourite. So,
11: uh, he, uh, he actually said to me a few races ago, wait for Magella wait for <laughs> And I, I did believe him, but to be honest, I didn't expect a podium, so uh, <laughs> congratulations.
2: Yeah, absolutely cracking result for the team.
11: Eh? And uh, how's...
6: Uh, I worked with uh, Chicchini in 04. Yeah. How is he to work with? Good guy? He's the number one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. he's a, he's a he's really, really good boy. Pretty smart guy, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: He helped uh, helped me a lot in these uh, weeks. Uh, I went to his house. He helped me like a son. He's... Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, it's, it's
11: that great. family atmosphere, isn't it, at yeah I'm like an older brother. You know what I mean? Mature <laughs> and wise. Uh,
2: what about what is it with you and Al? Is is Al the older brother of you? No, two? no,
11: I'm. Th- minutes i'll tell you what it really <laughs> matters it really
2: counts <laughs> <laughs> so you've got experience being the older brother sam well done on your third place today well done fabio Thanks on your first podium as well and that third place actually for sam puts him back on top of the championship that's pretty much all from us here in Magello. but in two weeks time we we'll we have more MotoGP gp action coming your way of course it's the Grand Prix of Catalunya in Barcelona, Friday the 3rd of June, 8 a.m. on BT Sport 2 HD. Uh, qualifying, of course, on Saturday starting at 11 a.m. And race day on the Sunday. Will it be another battle between Lorenzo Rossi? Will Marc Marquez be involved? Make sure you join us there in Barcelona. We'll see you in two weeks.